Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a show that brings you tales of terrifying females from lore, legend, and everything in between. I am your host, Nikki Mandiola. It's wild to me that Mamas is four years old. I started the show while I was living abroad in Scotland as a creative outlet and as a way to practice my mic technique as a hopeful voice actor at the start of her career. You can even say that that was the start before the start. Now I live in LA, and that dream has come a long way. If you're a long-time listener, you've definitely noticed the difference not only in my voice, but in the quality of the audio used on the show. That being said, I have so many episodes that mean a lot to me, and whenever the mood struck to check in on episodes past, I was reminded just how far I've come. After doing this enough, it hit me. Why not remaster these episodes and breathe new life into them? The following was hands down the first episode to truly give me nightmares. And with all the mask wearing we're doing during the pandemic, I couldn't help but think of this spirit whenever I was enjoying a nighttime walk. So without further ado, let's get down to it. This week's topic is Kuchisaki Ona. The actual Japanese phrase Kuchisaki Ona directly translates to slit-mouthed woman in English. The origin of this tale can be traced back to either the Edo or the Heian period. In the Edo period, sightings of this spirit are blamed on shape-shifting kitsune, which are fox spirits in Japanese folklore, who were playing pranks on the young men who encountered this apparition. While the Edo period offers a light-hearted reason behind Kuchisaki Ona's tale, the Heian period brings to light a more gruesome story. Kuchisaki Ona was a beautiful but very vain woman, who was either the wife or the concubine to a samurai warrior. When the warrior discovered that she was cheating on him, he flew into a rage, taking his katana and slashing her mouth from ear to ear. As a final blow, he asked, who will think you're beautiful now? A similar version of this tale exists where the vain woman couldn't help but ask her husband constantly if she was beautiful. He was a jealous, paranoid man himself and eventually conjured up the theory his wife was cheating on him. One night, blinded by rage, he slit her face, forming a permanent smile. Diverging from the first tale, in this story, the woman takes her life so that her spirit will be bound to earth to enact her revenge. This action is what causes Kuchisaki Ona to be lumped in with the Japanese folklore of the yurei. To put it simply, yurei is the term for ghost in Japan. The majority of these spirits are female, and some seek vengeance for the wrongs they encountered in their human life. Think of the movie The Ring as a reference. By purposefully taking their lives, yurei are able to tie their hatred to the world and turn their spirits into ghosts. Kuchisaki Ona doesn't always take her life in every version, however. She can also be murdered by her husband or die from her injuries. The legend was originally used as a cautionary tale for women to remain faithful, but eventually took on a whole other meaning entirely by the 20th century. When the 1800s rolled around, the tale of Kuchisaki Ona fell into obscurity. There it remained until it was revived in the 1970s. During this time, people began to report seeing a woman whose face was covered by a surgical mask 
tormenting those walking home alone in the evenings. An encounter with Kuchisaki Ona has been documented as follows. Coming home late at night, travelers may come into contact with this spirit if they sight a woman in a long brown trench coat who could be covering her mouth with a fan, handkerchief, but most commonly, a face mask. Once she has them in her grasp, Kuchisaki Ona will ask a series of questions, and depending on how they answer, they may be able to leave with their lives. Harkening back to the legend, she will first ask, Am I pretty? Or Watashi ga kirei? If the traveler says no, they are immediately met with the sharp end of a pair of long, rusty scissors perishing upon contact. Saying yes doesn't save you from torment either, as Kuchisaki Ona will remove her mask, revealing her wounded face, and ask, Watashi ga kirei? Again. Or, how about now? Kore domo, in Japanese. If the traveler says no at the second prompt, they lose their lives as well as gaining a matching grin. A second yes may bring them a false confidence, as the gruesome apparition will then vanish, only to return to take their lives on the threshold of their homes. This is due to the fact that Kuchisaki Ona doesn't always play fair. Her second inquiry has been known to be a play on words at times, changing the syllables in Watashi ga kirei to Watashi wa kirei, or shall I cut in English. There is a way to survive Kuchisaki Ona's attack. In fact, there are multiple ways. If the traveler responds yes to the first inquiry and manages to get past the removal of her mask, responding average or so-so to the second question will cause Kuchisaki Ona to ponder the response and give the victim a chance to escape. One could also flip her question right back at her by responding, Am I pretty? Creating an opening to flee by stunning the spirit. Another way to avoid death is to simply provide the spirit with amber-colored hard candy, which apparently she likes, and she'll leave. Saying the word pomade either three or six times, will cause the apparition to falter or turn and run away. Also, carrying pomade and releasing the scent will bring about the same effect. This substance either reminds Kuchisaki Ona of the smell of her husband or is the result of another version of the legend entirely. In this version, the woman's disfigurement was a result of a plastic surgery operation gone terribly wrong. With this belief, the scent of the pomade reminds her of the plastic surgeon. There is one last version of the tale I managed to stumble upon. Here, Kuchisaki Ona is painted as a mental patient who, during her stay in an asylum, lost control and disfigured her face by her own hand. All of this brings us to the year 1979, when the legend of the spirit caused a mass panic in Japan. Rumors of a woman dressed as the apparition and donning the same surgical mask had been citing harassing children, either stabbing or chasing the kids into traffic. Police immediately increased their patrols and ordered children to stay indoors. Teachers were required to walk their students home after school in large groups as well. Rumors of this story was confirmed in 2007, when a coroner discovered records of a woman hit by a car who was in pursuit of a child. 
records noted that the woman maintained the same ghastly grin as Kuchisaki Ona. There was never any clarification of who the woman was or why she was tormenting children. Through my research, I managed to find one sighting account of Kuchisaki Ona, and it may be the work of complete fiction. Nonetheless, it's pretty entertaining, so I felt it was appropriate to share. A boy named Toshiro and his two best friends, Taro and Kenichi, were walking home one evening after a late baseball practice, joking around, when a woman seemed to appear in front of them out of nowhere. Wearing a long brown coat and a surgical mask, it was later on mentioned that she looked striking with her flowing black hair and pale skin. When the boys turned to walk in the opposite direction, she appeared again, blocking their path. As she walked towards them, the boys became frozen in fear. The woman then leaned towards Kenichi and asked, Am I pretty? Confused, the boy said no, to which the woman revealed a pair of long rusty scissors, raised them over her head, and stabbed the boy in his chest. Toshiro and Taro immediately turned to run, but no matter which direction they desperately clamored towards, the woman was faster. Directing her attention to Taro, she inquired, Am I pretty? And fearing for his life, the boy replied, Yes. Removing her mask, the woman repeated her question to Taro, but horrified by her mangled face, the boy spat out a no, causing the woman to cut him in half. Finally turning toward Toshiro, the woman uttered her previous question. This time, Toshiro responded with a definitive yes both times. Smiling, the woman grabbed the boy by his jaw and used her scissors to replicate the face he found so beautiful on his own as a parting gift. On that unsettling note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover, or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, follow Malicious Mamas on Instagram. Also, if you could rate, review, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help to get the show out there, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas. <laughs>